0: Purpose is what you build your business on. Pressure is what gets in the way. And when you climb that ladder of success and realize that that ladder doesn't lead where you need to be, the only way off is off. How do you jump? How do you make it work? How do you make your purpose stand up? We're gonna find out next. John Suda and Brandon Clements on Purpose Under Pressure. friends, and welcome to Purpose Under Pressure, sharing stories of purpose and the storms that can rise in the business world that can knock you off of yours. Purpose Under Pressure is brought to you by the Ruby Group, Sandler Sales Training in Akron, serving business and sales leaders across Ohio and in Florida with sales and leadership training. I am Brian Leffelock. I'm glad you're here. Let's turn it up. My guests today worked hard to get to where they were and and, and to get, get to the top of their game and then realized they wanted something a little different, based on purpose. That's the definition of our show, right? It's purpose under pressure, standing for something no matter what, and no matter how hard it is to stand up for. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Our guests today, John Suda and Brandon Clements, co-founders and wealth advisors with Athea Wealth Management. John and Brandon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having
1: us, Brian. Really glad you're here. Really glad yeah, thanks, you're here. Bro. And
0: I'm excited to uh, share your story. We've gotten to know each other a little bit and we've gotten to, to understand a little bit about you. And I, and I, and I just knew that, that there's a lot of purpose in what you guys do. There's a lot of folks doing wealth management. There's a lot of folks doing it right. You guys are just concerned about doing it your way, and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit before we start. Um, Brandon, John, give us a little understanding. This is purpose under pressure, so we have to start somewhere. What is your purpose? Why are we here? What do we swing our feet out of bed in the morning for and put them on the floor and hope to accomplish in our lives?
2: Yeah, and I think the you know, thanks again, Brian, for having us. Really appreciate the the time. And you know, when it comes to that that purpose, uh, you know, thinking back and you know how we wanted to build our business and, and really deliver a, a lot of high value for our clients, uh, you know, the purpose came in making sure that we we didn't cut corners, making sure that you know we did what was important for our clients, understanding uh, a lot of you know what are their goals, their aspirations. Uh, and really making sure that when we plan for them in their futures, uh, you know we're able to to tackle everything that comes in in our way.
0: But how do you know what those things are? so so purpose is interesting to me because we each have one and yet in your industry, there's no secret. there's a hundred thousand if there's one and there's two million if there's two wealth advisors you can find one on any corner. and the market is the market. How do you stand on purpose when what you possibly could be is just generate a book of uh, of clients and and move forward. I know that's how a lot of folks do it.
2: Yeah, the first step for us is listening, mm-hmm. right? It uh, it definitely uh, you know when we're having conversations with our clients, making sure that we're listening first, asking questions second. Uh, it really gives us that ability to get on a personal level and really truly understand what our clients are saying, uh, not just telling them what we we think is best or pointing them in a direction that we feel is the most appropriate. It's having that one-on-one conversation, in our case two-on-one conversation, uh, and really helping those individuals and families understand why we're here and, and why we participate. And I think it kind of ties
1: into just having a personal relationship with clients, you know, um, <clears throat> them knowing about our families, us knowing about them and being able to relate to one another on you know various topics um, really kind of creates that personal relationship with them. Um, we serve them through those deep personal experiences and then they find the value of everything that we are able to help them with. Uh, knowing that we're always putting forth their best interest in mind. And I think it kind of ties into our personal experiences, you know, especially my kind of purpose and why I got into this was um, just kind of the middle class family I grew up in. My dad, he had uh, passed away early a- at a young age and um, just wanted to serve as many people as I could to kind of help them be able to retire one day and eliminate a lot of their financial headaches, because I know that's a huge stress in a lot of households, especially nowadays.
0: And, Brandon, you don't have the same upbringing, correct? So, John talks about a middle class family, and yours is a little bit different. You've come from a little bit different stock, correct?
2: Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Uh, You know, I came from a a single mom of two. I watched my mother work extremely hard throughout her entire life to give the best life uh, possible for myself and my sister. Uh, And being a first-generation grad from college was uh, huge for our family. Uh, Just really seeing, you know, I had a a grandfather who ran a business uh, and came from that entrepreneurial aspect of just doing hard work and hustling. And that's what I came from, uh, I was really seeing my family do a lot of hard work, uh, but just sometimes there's just little key pieces that could have, you know, that could have provided a ton of value had they known, uh, you know, just some, some great efficiencies that could have happened throughout their lives.
0: So I'm interested in the pressures because I'm sure there are many in your world. I, 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 you see the pictures of people, you know, looking at the stock market falling apart or whatever, but I know it's so much deeper than that. And I'm interested as you started uh, a fee of wealth management on your own. Uh, What were the pressures that came about and how were you able to stand on purpose uh, to make sure you stood for what you were stood for and were able to give that to your customers?
1: I think it was day one, you know, you kind of walk into your office and you're like, well, what's next? Because now you're running your own business and, you know, rather than working for a corporate America job or a previous broker dealer where everything was kind of lined out and you knew what your day-to-day duties were, it's kind of, all right, now we have to sit down and figure out figure it out all on our own here and go about the, the flow on our own. So um, I
2: think that was probably the biggest challenge of getting started there. Yeah. And as, you know, John and I came together uh, in informing our firm, you know, as we look back as to, to where we came from in both banking, insurance, our, our previous investment firm that we worked for, we saw a lot of areas of opportunity when it came to who was doing the truly what's best for our clients Uh, and in the past we just saw some very gray area you know there were some issues around recommendations uh fees portfolio creations you know there were just some very key areas of of our client relationships that that we saw that that needed to really change in the end and we saw that uh very early in our careers and knew that you know, starting our firm uh, and really the the position that we had for, you know, to to help our clients really achieve all of their goals, these things had to come together. Uh, and, and, you know, we had to uh, be the two heads that steered that so, so
0: now you're, you're, you're showing up and you're going to work and you're trying to fix things that were wrong. Can you give me an example of some of the things maybe uh, that you saw that you just couldn't stomach, for lack of better words, that, that kind of forced you to do something on your own, something based on purpose? Can you give me some example? I bet people just don't understand what goes on behind the scenes of some of these operations?
1: I think for us, the <clears throat> major factor was just overcomplicating things. A lot of um, times, you know, when people think about working with a financial advisor, you know, it's a little fearful. They think that the advisor is going to kind of talk over their head and they're going to spew all these terms at them that they don't understand. Um, we wanted to just simplify it. We wanted to simplify the way that they understand. You know, the way that they're being billed and costs associated with it. We wanted them to understand what a financial plan is, what a budget is, and kind of just take it back to the bare bones um, and really help them educate them along the way so that, you know, we're in this together. We're kind of the, the quarterback to it and <clears throat> they're along on the ride and we're showing them every step along the way of exactly what they need to do to achieve those goals. Um, so I think for us, the biggest thing was just simplifying it, making it feel more like a conversation and being comfortable working with a financial advisor.
0: But why start something on your own? What's the what? What were you able to do on your own that you weren't able to do elsewhere? You could have simplified it if I was your client. You could have simplified it for me where you were. Uh, what pressures caused you to do this on your own and begin a fee wealth management?
1: I think COVID was a big uh, leading factor in it. Um, you know where we were previously, just technology was kind of lacking, and we wanted to provide a more robust um, technology pack for our clients. You know whether it be. On the back end of what we look at, you know, being able to better predict what the market will do in the future and help um, assess you know, a client portfolio based on how much risk they're taking and what certain economic factors could play a major role in losses or gains to their portfolio all the way to the other side of the client-facing um, aspect of the way that they're interacting with their online account, being able to link all their accounts in one place and Basically, come to our website and that'd be the only login they need. They can see their credit cards, their checking, saving statements, all their investments all in one
2: place and have a, a truly holistic financial picture all in one. I think, as John mentioned, too, you know, it, it comes back to that that simplification. You know, in, in our previous world, we, we saw a lot of trying to to outperform or pick individual securities that may be, uh, you know, the next hot cup of tea that comes out. And in the end, it, it just we know from, you know, hundreds of years of, of data and statistics and research around the markets that, you know, uh, a way to put a portfolio together is really focusing on the broad market, not getting overly concentrated in some areas. Uh, and those are some key factors. You know, you take a couple percentage points off of a portfolio and you you go over 20, 30 years and you're talking tens of hundreds of mm-hmm. thousands of dollars that missed in opportunities. Uh, and the last piece that we really saw and, and why we wanted to break into the independent space was when you work at a large enough firm, the firm itself Tells you as the advisor what to do, uh, and you don't as a as a as an advisor in Westlake, Ohio, you don't get a, a ton of say when it comes to their direction. Uh, and in the end, we really felt that you know if we wanted to help our clients in the best way possible, that our customized approach needed to be uh, you know simplified and, and more targeted than that broad overlay of let's help 1.5 million different people across the country. See on the rule, only decision makers can get other people to make decisions. Each and every day, we have a decision to make. Also, when we're with buyers in our sales process, we have a decision to make how we're going to lead that interaction. And if I'm somebody that can make daily commitments and keep those daily commitments, then when I'm with buyers, I expect them to make commitments and keep those commitments to me throughout that sales process. So first and foremost, I have to have a decided heart in order to lead other people to make the decisions that I'm expecting them to make.
0: Can you give me an example? This ought to be fun, or maybe you can't share. And if you can't share, that's fine. But can you give me an example of of when someone comes to you that's completely been treated out of your purpose. In other words, it's not simple. It is the tea, hot tea of the day. It is, you know, just not uh, the way you, fiduciary, the way you want it to be. Uh, has, has that, when that happens, how does that make you feel? What does that look like? If someone's in that boat, what should they be looking for?
2: Yeah, I think you know my my example comes from uh, was a husband and wife couple that had been with previous firm for fifteen plus okay. years, and each year, uh, you know, pretty much every two to three years, they'd find themselves with a new advisor, uh, and along the way, they were just sold things. That yeah. was that was their process. Uh, you know, it came down to them getting a phone call, talking about the next hot thing that came up. Hey, great. Here's some cash. On to the next one. Never a, never a planning conversation, but very transactional in, in what they did. And you know, when you look back, you peel the curtains back of the of the firm and that's where they made a ton of money. Were those very transactional, one-sided conversations. Uh, and that's really that comes back to, you know, what our purpose was is being a a flowing ongoing conversations and you know one thing we always tell our clients is you know our plans are never just one and done they're always a fluid ongoing conversation that we're going to have from now until you retire or inevitably pass away and and leave those uh those funds or the the next goals you have to your family and children um you know we we never stop having conversations that never lead into some sort of sales gimmick or, or transaction that we're trying to push on you.
0: And can you tell the difference? It's not just conversation, right? It's not because I don't need another friend. I I need to make sure I've got retirement savings, my family's taken care of. Get Above your purpose, which is helping people to plan and to live the the right way and, and to accomplish the right things. Can you tell a financial difference when you're able to go about business that way? Do you help people more?
2: Absolutely, so? yeah. Comes from, you know when it when it comes down to the nitty gritty, you know we're talking about dollars yeah, performance. That's it, right? uh, and performance. That one-two punch is what we strive for our clients. We strive to maximize returns while making sure we're in a very comfortable and confident risk tolerance. You know, it's got to be, uh, you know, the the correct risk tolerance levels for those specific individuals, but matching that with, you know, how we're able to put together portfolios, the dollar and cents that we've analyzed so far, uh, you know, we've been able to provide a ton of value and just, you know, those types of levels. And I think it kind of um, also kind of goes to the way that we built the, the new firm
1: together was bringing in our chief investment officer to really kind of help manage client portfolios along with us. Um, it takes one more thing off of our plate. That way we can you know, focus on having that relationship with our clients and ensuring that they're getting the best aspect of every, every part of the financial firm here.
0: So that's part of your purpose as well. So it was, it's not just the two of you. You, you. you actually brought in some bigger guns. Explain that to me and how that matters because you could just watch you know, the guy on CNN or whatever and figure out what to do, right? That, but that's not how it goes at EFIA. Tell me about the, the
1: extra firepower that you've got there on the team. Yeah, so with the RIA that we partnered with, um, RFG, um, <clears throat> we, we have a chief investment officer. Um, he graduated from Stanford and Harvard, number one in his class. He used to work for a large in- institutional fund um, managing over $30 billion. So he brings that style of trading to um, client accounts throughout the whole umbrella and really focuses on um, you know low-cost investments for clients and you know trying to um, capture the most upside so you know typically beating the market and then when we're in down markets you know kind of honing in and really making sure that the the accounts aren't bleeding out um you know as some of the others are and what that provides us is just the extra time to be able to kind of focus on every aspect of the client because if we're sitting here and you know we have well over 100 clients and we have to manage their portfolios and tax questions and financial planning and anything else that they may have in service um Tickets, you know, at some point something has to give, and we really wanted to make sure that when we built this together, that we were going to give the best service to every aspect of the financial plan for our clients.
0: And so you chose this firm with this financial uh, plan, this financial manager to kind of climb in together with. This is part of your purpose as well. Correct.
1: Yeah, we did a lot of back end research, a lot of due diligence. We interviewed a lot of different RIAs and firms um, of how we were going to go independent and. One thing that we always knew that we were never just going to make a decision to make a decision that when we kind of, you know, jumped in with both feet forward, that we were going to have all of our, um, I's dotted and T's crossed and made sure that we made the best possible decision for not only ourselves, but for our clients as well. Yeah. And and so
0: part of this purpose thing too is, and this podcast will be online, you know, for years And 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 someday it'll be rosier than today. But today we're in a a kind of a tight spot as far as the economy goes. We're in what you might call a down market, you might call it cyclical. I don't know what it is. It's just scary. Um I'm wondering how that becomes a storm, a pressure on your purpose, and how you use your purpose now to help customers like me um and others kind of kind of get through this very tough time financially.
1: I think it's a lot of emotional coaching. Um, You know, we learned that through the the COVID era. There, Um, you know, we're basically uh, counselors for our clients. You know, kind of talking them off the ledge, and you know, saying, "Hey, if we look back at every other market crash that there was, it always recovers." And you know, we're not investing for tomorrow. You know, the dollars for tomorrow that you need, we're investing for the long term. And you know, we would always kind of run the worst case scenario and say, okay, you know, what if this happens to your portfolio? How will this affect it? How long will it take to recover? And is it going to throw off our whole financial plan for retirement? Or is this just a little speed bump in the whole overall picture? So um, I think right now during, you know, down markets, things like that, we're kind of emotional counselors for clients and just kind of helping them navigate through and really kind of. Uh, revert back to their financial plan, and you know, running the worst case scenarios to say, "Hey, we're still on track for what we want to achieve and accomplish."
2: Brandon, is
0: that okay to be an emotional counselor at this point?
2: Yeah, I think it kind of goes hand in hand with how we work with our clients and the technology that we come back to, and really are, are able to show, uh, you know, our clients what their emotions may may bring up. You know, when it comes to either the current environment or or forecasting, you know, we really always talk about, you know, are we in the right place from a risk perspective? And a risk is thrown around our industry a ton. And it's just, how are you feeling when things go bad? Uh, That's our measurement of risk. And when John and I are able to communicate that effectively and show with the technology that we have how our current portfolio is performing are there any gaps? And how do we fill those gaps? If they're there, it helps our clients sleep better at night. We get less phone calls during these down markets than other mm. advisors because we prepare them uh, adequately before these things happen. John and I, when we first came into the into the business in 2018, you know, we saw an immediate drop in the market at the latter part of that year. So about a 20% swing. Uh, so that was our welcome into the business was <laughs> here's a 20% loss in the market. Hey, have fun. Uh, And then we saw a quick rebound. And then again, we saw some great performance up until the COVID year. Uh, And then we are, you know, again, as you mentioned, in this downward trend. And we decided to start our business uh, throughout that entire process. So we, you know, as much as no one likes losing money, we really appreciate the downtimes because it really shows our clients' why we're here and what value we truly bring to them.
0: And other than the the down market, what's the next storm that's going to hit, that's going to hit people, that's going to hit you at a FIA wealth management that you're going to have to battle through and rely on purpose to get through? What, what do you see on the horizon that we're going to have to be watching out for?
2: I think the consistent change in you know legislation coming out of, mm. out of Washington, that's a, a big key for us is keeping up to date on things that can help our clients from a, a tax planning perspective, Uh, whether it's student loan conversations in the forgiveness space, whether it's changes to retirement plans. You know, there's a lot of things that happen or at least spoken upon down in Washington, D.C. that uh, will and may and will come to fruition here eventually. So it's definitely one of our roles to stay up to date on a lot of these topics yeah. so that we can have educated conversations with our clients. Yeah, you can't do
0: them. anything about it, right? But you sure can understand it and know it and know how to make it work for your customers in the way that, that satisfies your purpose. Okay. So guys, this isn't a commercial for FIA. I hope that people will reach out to you. But if they don't and you had one last thing to say, your purpose is to help people to simplify their lives to get the most out of their lives that they can get. What advice would you give them now uh, other than calling you what would your advice be to them to, to uh, be able to serve your purpose and help them out the best in this weird time?
2: I'd say have more than three conversations mm. uh, with advisors. If you're truly in the mm. process of finding an individual that you know, like, and trust, uh, and you want to get to some very quality educational information from them, have more than one or two or three different conversations. I think in the end, when you're asking the right questions, understanding who they are as a person, how their firm will best serve you, uh, I think getting multiple opinions will definitely help you make the best and most educated decision.
0: You don't just talk to your friend?
2: (laughs) Don't talk talk to the (laughs) uncle or brother-in-law. What were you going to say, John? Get crypto
1: and individual yeah. I was just going to say, um, you know, for any, anyone out there, just make sure that you have a plan. Um, you know, it's something that, you know, you should work with your advisor if they're kind of just more focused on the investment side and not really kind of creating a in-depth plan for you. Um, you may want to get a second opinion there because as long as you have a plan in place and you know what to follow, <clears throat> it's one less thing that's going to run through your mind, you know, when you're laying down to sleep at night. So um, you know, like I always tell every client that sits down, you know, I'm here to <clears throat> eliminate as many financial headaches for yourself. So whatever's stressing you out on the financial side, I'm here to eliminate that for you.
0: Now, the cool thing about working with a fee, and here's where the commercial does kind of come in, is that when I call you, I'm going to work with one of the two of you. You don't have a bunch of people and a bunch of second stringers to take over the account afterwards. So um, I think that's pretty cool. And if people did want to reach out to you, uh, how would they do that, folks?
1: Uh, best would be to visit our website at afiawealth.com. That's A-F-I-A wealth.com. And then you can contact us through there, the contact form, or our numbers are located on there as well.
0: John Suda, Brandon Clements, Afia Wealth Management. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your vision. I, I I think it's important that people understand that they do have a choice, whether that's you or someone else or, or, or their brother or their uncle or their sister, whatever it is, they do have a choice and they should find one that matches their purpose, right? And I appreciate your sharing yours and helping people to think about theirs. So thank you very much for being a guest on Purpose Under Pressure.
1: Thanks again, Brian. Appreciate it.
0: You get it. Thanks, thank Brian. you, guys. And so Purpose Under Pressure is brought to you by Sandler Sales Training by the Ruby Group. You can visit the rubygroup.sandler.com. And I'll tell you, in this pressure-packed sales world, Sandler Training by the Ruby Group will shine a light on that purpose. You can check out brianmediastrategies.com for more Purpose Under Pressure episodes. And if you want to talk... To me, you can reach me there too. I'm Brian Leveloch. This is Purpose Under Pressure. Thank you for joining us. We'll turn it up again next week.